now. We are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Monday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's the RP Show coming at you from the bunker out here in Western Canada. We're dressed warmly here. You see that I've got my Jets bunny hug on. And Moose, you got your, uh, looks like you're going rafting later today. There you go. Sure. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I can't wait for Halloween. Now that I think about it, I, now that I know what your outfit's going to be, I can't wait. What are we doing this, Friday? Friday. All right. So I, I have five days to plan my outfit for You've that. You've got some time. For the special Halloween show. you got some time. Um, you know, it's another day where... I lay my head down on the pillow and think, what are we going to talk about tomorrow on the old RP show? And then, then I realize it's a waste of time to think about it the night before because stuff happens. And there's breaking news today. We'll be opening up with the Canadian Football League talk. What the hell? We're Canada's daytime sports talk show. Why wouldn't we talk about the Canadian Football League? The breaking news today is the Ottawa Red Blacks announced they have fired general manager Marcel Desjardins. Or as their news release says, relieved him of his duties. Desjardins, the first and only GM in Red Blacks history, was the architect behind three Grey Cup appearances, including a championship victory in 2016. The first for the Red Blacks since the club entered the league in the 2014 season. Assistant General Manager Jeremy Snyder will take over on an interim basis for the rest of the year. So I know I'm jumping right into the pool, but but why not? <clears throat> Don't have a lot of time here in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. So just to give you a little idea how my world works... Moose is on the other side of that wall. You're in your office doing business and counting money and doing the things that you do. I'm out here on the phone, and a football guy (laughs) from the States called me. He had started calling me at 6.30 this morning, and I I couldn't answer his call. Finally, I'm like, yeah, what? He's like, well, these are the names. These are the names being bantied around. And I'm like, that didn't take long. Yeah. And he goes, well, the one name is is Hillman. There's, you know, Hillman could be there, but he might not be. I'm like, who's Hillman? And he goes, not Hillman, Tillman, Pat Tillman. And I'm like, Pat Tillman, he's the Arizona Cardinal that quit the Cardinals that joined the Army and went to Afghanistan and lost his, not Pat, it's Eric Tillman. He's like, whatever, his name's coming up. And (laughs) so it led to the poll question here today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We're right out of the gate. We're jumping into this. Who should be the next general manager of the Ottawa Red Blacks. And the options that we came up with are Chris Jones, who's always coming up in every poll, right? I love it. Paul Lapolis, who is the current head coach of the Ottawa football team. And we think that he could uh, be moved into a dual role. Our good man, Jim Pop, I believe the greatest general manager in the history of the CFL, six great cups under his credit will prove me right. And then Brendan Tammon, and I just happened to talk to Brendan Tammon's agent when I was in Miami a couple weeks ago. You know who he is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think if I'm Ottawa, I'm giving uh, Paul Lapolis the GM title. The thing was, I'd been hearing for weeks that they were going to fire Marcel Desjardins, and then it wasn't happening, and I was starting to feel like a fool. So I'm like, I'm out on this. And some insiders had told me that I was barking up the wrong tree. And I'm like, they're the worst team in the league by a mile. Come on. 
and now they're two and nine. They got killed on Saturday. What was it, thirty-two to three? They had no choice but to fire Marcel Desjardins. He did a great job, but all good things come to an end. Believe me, all good things come to an end. Show me an example where it hasn't. He's done a great job, but they're the worst team in the league. A change had to be made, and here we are. Like I'm saying, I didn't even say fire the show horn. Can you fire the quick six show topics because we're into number one FIFA already on this Monday. Over to you, Moose Knuckle. You say all good things uh, come to an end. Yeah. And if you want the example, you just have to say all good things uh, come to an end. They haven't come to an end yet, right? Right. Because they all do eventually. Marcel Desjardins did a really great job with this Ottawa Football Club. I mean, won them a Grey Cup, had them in the Grey Cup, tons of success out of the gate. But then, you know, just before the pandemic, in that season before the offseason, he went all in on this strategy to not pay and to, you know, spend the money a certain way, and it didn't work out. And sometimes you got a path in the road to take, and sometimes you take the path that's a dead end, right? He made a choice that didn't work out, and now he's got to find another job. That happens in sports. You know, yeah. you draft the wrong guy, right? You draft Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning. You, there's all kinds of situations. So, you know what? He's going to find another job. He's going to have success somewhere else. But now it's who's going to come in and clean up the pieces. And, you know, you have to have a vision. You have to be able to relate to the leaders of this organization, but also with the head coach. It makes sense. Paul Apolis to, to take on a dual role if he wants to. And if he has that skill set in recruiting and signing players and managing salary caps and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we got four good names on the board, I think. And, and there's others. I mentioned Ed Hervey, other general managers who have been around. I don't know who wants it. We'll see. Settle in. Get comfortable. We've got a lot to cover here this morning uh, in the warm-up for Ecole Electric. Because I see, you know, the American hockey fans are watching and they're wondering what the heck's going on. We'll get to you. Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, is watching down there in the Everglades. And he wants to know what a bunny hug is. It's a Saskatchewan term for a hoodie. Everywhere else in the world, they call it a hoodie. We call it a bunny hug. Don't ask me why. But I was raised with it. I can't, I can't go away from it. Why would I go away from it? I don't yeah. need to go away from it. No. So it's a bunny hug, and I think that everybody should get on board with that. Um, point two, CFL Week 12 scores that I did watch. Well, I didn't watch a lot of CFL football. We were busy on the road. But Friday night, Montreal won its fourth in a row, 37-16 over the Toronto Argonauts. It's a real arms race out there in the Eastern Division just for playoff jockeying. Montreal 37, Toronto 16. And then Saturday was, what they call it, Super Saturday in the CFL? Yeah. I still like football day in Canada, but nobody listens to me. It started with Hamilton destroying Ottawa 32-3 to at the Coffee Cup. Tim Hortons Field was... Uh, it's like you can't go a day without Tim Hortons in your face in this country, right? <laughs> Which is fine. I poured it into my Bronco plumbing and heating mug here. So the Thai Cats got it rolling. They destroyed Ottawa. And then Winnipeg pulverized the BC Lions 45 to nothing. I put on Twitter, are Bomber fans ever going to get tired of the domination of their team? Because these games aren't even games. They're kicking the crap out of everybody. But I'll tell you a little story. I get it. We were flying home one time from a road trip. I think we were coming home from Hamilton in 2014. The game was the one in Guelph. And I believe we beat him like 37 to nothing or something. And I was flying beside Paul Waldo, three-time Grey Cup champion, who incidentally I wrapped knuckles with Saturday afternoon at Griffith Stadium. You saw it. Yeah. And I leaned over to Paul and I said, something what we're doing to everybody. This is with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 
And Waldo looked at me and he goes, we're kicking the crap out of everybody. You don't get tired of it, right? It's how much can you beat people by? So they're not tired of it in Winnipeg. But they're saying with the BC Lions that they've hit rock bottom. It was terrible. And I'm like, you know what? It might not be that bad, BC. Winnipeg's doing that to everybody. You know what I mean? Don't yes. think just because they kicked your ass doesn't mean that you're the worst team in the league. Took the Riders a month to recover playing from Winnipeg, you know? So there's that. And then go to rodpeterson.com if you want a deep dive on what happened Saturday night at McMahon Stadium in Calgary. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders beat the Calgary Stampeders 20-17. to I got my bold Levi Mitchell jersey in here. I think I left it on your desk. Perfect. signed jersey. We've got to find a place for it where we're going to put it up here in the bunker. The signed Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. So you and I watched it at Shoeless Joe's in Saskatoon. It was a great game. And that's a wrap of Week 12 in the CFL. Uh, they are full on into the stretch drive. There's three weeks to go. Uh, I'll get to your comments in a moment. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. I don't mind you putting this in all cap. Put up his comment, guys, if you don't mind. He writes in in all caps. He says, good morning, one and all. I'm using all caps, not as an expression of aggression, but rather to make my presence known. I've been accused several times of not showing up <laughs> after a Stamps loss. Here I am. How about kudos, that? kudos to you, sir. I respect that. I respect that. Again, I get, like, I get everybody's coming in with their comments. I got to... You get called out. You can do one of two things. You can shrivel up and go in the corner and hide. Or face it. Or you can face the music. That's a watershed moment here on the show. I'm proud of you. To the National Hockey League. Sunday night, Brad Marchant scored 28 seconds into the game and added an assist as the Boston Bruins beat San Jose 4-3 Sunday, snapping the Sharks' season-opening four-game win streak. Roman Yossi had a four-point game. Connor Ingram won his first NHL start, and Nashville ended, ended Minnesota's season-opening win streak at four games with a 5-2 win in many. Connor Ingram, friend of the program, pride of Imperial Sask. I'm wondering when does he get mentioned in the conversation of Canadian goalies for the Olympics? He's undefeated in his NHL career. <laughs> Lucas Spicy. Raymond. Lucas Raymond had three goals and an assist, and Detroit beat winless Chicago. 6-3. Tyler Bertuzzi added a goal and two assists. Carter Roney and Vladislav Nemesnikov also scored. And in goal for Detroit, Alex Nedeljevic. Did I say that right? Yeah. Sounds like a tennis player. It does. Made 32 saves. Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic. The goalie for Detroit. And then in Vegas, <clears throat> Ilya Sorokin made 42 saves. Josh Bailey and Matthew. Belly up to the bars all. That's Chris good. Berman's calling him that. Though that's Ber that's I another you one. came up with that one. No, that's good. That's another new Chris Berman. He's on his thing with the NHL players belly now. Chris Matthew belly up to the bar. Zal <laughs> scored, and New York blanked Vegas two nothing. You all are wondering what's wrong with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. I'll say it again: they're missing their top two players, Mark Stone and Max Pumpkin Patch. Already. I won't be concerned until U.S. Thanksgiving, okay? If they're floundering around at that time, get back to me then. Yes. But Vegas will figure it out. They're too good. They're too good. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's early. It's really, really early. But at some point, Chicago needs to get a win, and Vegas needs to start flexing their muscles a little bit. Uh, I don't mind spending a little time 
here on the National Hockey League. I, Florida Panthers, by the way, are off to their best start in franchise history at 5-0. and And I mentioned Vegas. The Oilers are 5-0. and Everybody wants to talk about that around here, out oh, here yeah. in the Bermuda Triangle. The Winnipeg, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. The um, Jets are on a winning streak. They don't play tonight. But your Leafs, you saw the fans are throwing their jerseys on the ice in Toronto. That was before they lost 7-1 to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. With O'Crosby, Malkin, Latang, right? Can we all take a minute and worship at the church of Moose DuPont, get the sermon on the Leafs? Clark, I I talked to Clark about this a, a while ago. Um, because I finally settled down and watched the documentary on, on Amazon Prime on the Leafs mm-hmm. last year. Sheldon Keefe, I think, is the problem. Come on. They just signed him into an extension. Spicy. Yeah, but that was... It, I saw this on social media that Dubas was just giving him a lifeline so that when he leaves, he's got two years of severance, basically. Oh, that, I've seen that right? happen before. We've seen that. Taking care of your guy. They've been together a long time. But when I watched that documentary, it made me really like Kyle Dubas. And really not like Sheldon Keefe. It, I'm sure Kyle Dubas is a nice guy. I don't doubt that for a second. Maybe think that like he knows what he's doing. Shanahan, they're fine. But Keefe, I don't think is the right guy. I don't think he relates to the players very well. I think he's got a little bit of, uh, the, I don't know, the mindset. And we'll see where it goes. I, I would now put him on the hot seat. Who hired him? His buddy. Kyle. Right. right. Who gave him the extension? Yeah. Right. So, so I don't care how good a guy Kyle Dubas is. Uh, maybe Kyle Dubas is a lot of fun at parties. Uh, maybe he should go run the Kinsman Club. Sometimes you need a jerk in there. Sorry. Well, and there's just there's, there's a problem. I think there's a disconnect right now between the coaching staff and the team. Yeah, that's never good. I didn't mention who's coming up on the program today, by the way. Uh, Broadway Bernie Nichols. New York Rangers and Los Angeles Kings star, Broadway Bernie Nichols. And from NHL.com, Minnesota, Jesse Pierce. She covers the wild. The warm-up, by the way, is brought to you by E-Cold Electric, our annual fall promotion. Sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. It's Steve at E-Cold Electric, right? I feel terrible. We've had to move this all around. He was going to come into the studio. And then we've had the last-minute trip to Edmonton, last-minute trip to Calgary, last-minute trip to Saskatoon. We're here all week. Right? Try the veal. Uh, so if he wants to come in this week, we can. We're not through all the points yet. We haven't got to our weekend photo album. One point that I have here. You can text us on this, the 306-840-8777 text line for Prairie Mobile. God's team, the Regina Pats, have lost seven in a row, including a 4-1 loss at the Saskatoon Blades on Sunday. And people were filling up my inbox, my notifications on Sunday saying, oh, you didn't look that great. He looks average to me. Pats are bad. Blades look great. Connor Bedard, the next Connor McDavid, is struggling a little bit. And people are saying, what's with all the hype? He's secretariat playing with a bunch of Clydesdales. It pains me to say it. Um... It's not that he, I don't believe that he's unhappy. I just interviewed him Friday night. You uh, have a photo of it. He was smiling. He scored on the breakaway. He looked fine, but he can't do it all. He doesn't have Leon Dreisaitl with him. He doesn't have Jenny Malkin with him. 
And you would have hoped the Pats would have got a little better in the Connor Bedard years, and instead they've gotten worse. And they've got Swift Current this weekend, which is a home-and-home. We'll be broadcasting the home game Saturday night. But again, the guy's selling tickets on the road. People are going to see him, and they're going, "What's? where's the hype? He can't do it alone. Connor McDavid isn't doing it alone. This kid's being forced, I'm sorry to say, I'm saying it the way it is right now, to do it alone. So there's buzz of a blockbuster trade coming for the Pats to fortify their lineup to give Connor Bedard somebody to play with. But I don't know whether that's true or not. Again, my phone, you were with me all weekend. I'm, all these rumors and buzz and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't care anymore. I have a chance at the fresh start of a life here. I'm not getting into that. I show up at the games, call the games, and I go home. I'm not getting into the rest of what he's thinking and what they're thinking. But I know what I see. And the kid can't do it by himself. And so far, he's had to do it by himself. Still think he's the next Marcel Dion, which incidentally, there's nothing wrong with that either. He's in the 500-goal club. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame, distinguished career. The greatest player to ever win a Stanley Cup is Marcel Dion. And that's probably what the next Conor Bedard is. And by the way, we were with hockey people on the weekend. Was it Babcock? Somebody. Maybe with scouts, and they were like, Bedard's shot. <sighs> They're comparing it to Austin Matthews. At 16? He's that good, but he can't do it alone. We haven't got to NFL yet. We haven't got to World Series yet. So we'll do that next. It's a Monday here on the RP Show. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.